0: plushcarecom slash weight To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words.
1: Nitwit, blubber, ornament, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters. Topic of the week is: What is the best Harry Potter Christmas?
0: Hello listeners, I'm Ria. And I'm Jem. And this week, we're ranking the Harry Potter Christmases. Basically, I thought what we could do is go through each of the Harry Potter Christmases, sort of combining the elements and themes from both the books and the movies, and then decide mm. which one is the best over Harry's seven years um, from book one to book seven. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so what makes a Christmas the best Christmas? Yeah, that's the question, I suppose. And I thought to myself, what do I look for in a Christmas time? And I came up with um, four categories for ranking the best Christmas. And those categories are, number one, presents, the most important part of Christmas. (laughs) Presents, naturally. Of course. Uh, Number two, food. Number three, time with family or loved ones. Yeah, I just wrote togetherness. And uh, four, uh, Christmas cheer, which I sort of use as an amalgam to describe the decorations, the kind of carols that you hear, and, and the general festiveness of the, the holiday. I have one more category. Not really a Christmas thing, but a Harry Potter thing, which we often see at Christmas. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. Okay, fair. Just what kind of bullshit is Harry and his friends going to get up to this year? <laughs> <'Cause> it's always <laughs> something. Okay, Do you think we should rank that, like, out of five for each one? Yeah, I think out of five for each one, which is going to give us a total score of 25. Perfect. 25, because it's like the 25th day of of December is Christmas. Naturally. (laughs) This was planned, guys. That is exactly, (laughs) that's exactly perfect. So, here's what I've just sort of said about Philosopher's Stone. First Mm -hmm. of all, it's Harry's first Christmas away from the Dursleys, which is really important. And I think there's a line in the chapter of the book, which says it will be the best Christmas that Harry could remember or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it been Harry's best Christmas day ever is the line. Yeah, ever. It starts with uh, Hogwarts being covered in snow. Fred and George are wrecking Voldemort with snowballs. That's good. Yes, that's great. The perfect shenanigan. <laughs> Harry wakes up and he is shocked to discover that he has presents and people in his life who actually care about him heart-wrenching but good here's another fun fact in the great hall for the christmas feast there are 100 roasted turkeys (laughs) again with the (laughs) huge amounts of things in the great hall there are wizard crackers where they produce like smoke and there's six white mice that come out of it and an admiral's hat it's like chill Mm -hmm. there are 12 huge pine trees the armor around the castle is singing carols there's live fairies there's uh, warm, dry snow, which is falling from the roof of the Great Hall. Harry yeah. and Ron stay over for
1: the holidays to investigate Nicholas Flamel. Harry uh, gets mm. a special presents from his dead father and gets to explore the castle
0: and finds the Mirror of Erised. So that's a really poignant moment in the book. Yeah. I want to talk about that in a bit more detail, but we can do it later. Basically, I think that chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised, which is the Christmas chapter in the first Harry Potter book, is the most perfect chapter in the entire Harry Potter series. Wow. <laughs> Bold <laughs> statements. I've, I've said that before. It's a big <laughs> claim. I've said it before and I'll say it again <laughs> and that we can investigate why that is later. But let's look at the Christmas more. Oh, the other thing, just before we start ranking the Christmases, I think you should get a bonus point if the trio is together for Christmas. Harry, Ron, and Hermione, because often one or more of them is missing. And I think we should get like, I don't know, like either a point or takeaway points if it's heartbreaking, because there's some heartbreaking Christmases. Yeah. Okay. So like gut-wrenching stuff is at minus points. Okay. So um, (laughs) should we start ranking? Yes. Presents. Okay. Philosopher's Stone, presents. Well, he gets a flute from Hagrid, hand whittled. He gets 50 pence from the Dursleys. I mean, at least it has value, mm. it has literal monetary value. <laughs> Usually, his presents from the Dursleys are just Unlike- shit. <laughs> yes, as we'll see in later years, they are quite terrible. Uh, and I like the fifty pence from the Dursleys as well because Harry then gives it to Ron, who yeah. finds it really interesting. Yeah, exactly. So it provides a further closeness between them. Yeah, so it's 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 really it's the gift of giving. That's what they've given him. <laughs> <laughs> they've given him the gift of giving. <laughs> He gets a jumper and fudge from Mrs. Weasley, which is a really important moment because that's, like, the first sort of mum gift that Harry ever gets. And it makes him sort of feel like part of the Weasleys because all the Weasleys get jumpers and fudge. It's, like, such an important thing. Yeah. They're actually called Weasley jumpers and Harry gets one. Yeah. How good. Oh, (laughs) gut-wrenching. He uh, gets some chalky frogs from Hermione and an invisibility cloak from his father through Dumbledore. I think that is a solid haul of presents. Yeah, that's a good haul. I like. There's uh, some sentimental value there, like with the handmade presents from Hagrid and Molly. Mm. That's really nice. Just the fact that he gets presents at all, and that's so surprising and wonderful. Yeah, is really great. And I think that the invisibility cloak is like that becomes such an important object in Harry's life. Like that is such a good gift from him using the invisibility cloak every single book to it literally becoming one of the Deathly Hallows, yeah. the, like, crux of the series, it's arguably the best, most important Christmas present that Harry receives in the entire series. Exactly. So, yeah, I'd, I'd rate that whole a good five out of five. Yeah, I I think five out of five. It's not even a detraction from the um, Dursley present, I mean, because that still has value and still is put to good use. Yeah, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, next category, food. Oh. well. <laughs> This is the first year we have the Hogwarts Christmas Feast. Mm. 100 turkeys. <laughs> mm. 100, 100 bites 100 turkey. P- so good. <laughs> I mean, like, it's hard not to rank this food a five. I got all of my Harry Potter books and went through and read all of the Christmas chapters in preparation for this episode, which is more prep than I usually do. <laughs> But I didn't really write anything down about the food because it's just like, yeah, it sounds good every year. It sounds really great. I wouldn't say every year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not some of the years. So I'm going to say that every sort of Hogwarts Christmas feast is going to be a five out of five. Yeah, I think a Hogwarts Christmas feast constitutes an immediate five out of five, which means that so far Philosopher's Stone is getting full points in every category. I mean, it has been established as the best Christmas by HP himself. So (laughs) it's a strong contender. Yeah. Okay, loved ones. All right, what about togetherness? Yeah, loved ones and togetherness. Well, lest we forget, Harry literally does see his parents for the first time. That's pretty strong. I mean, they're dead and in a mirror, oh. but that's still, they're still loved ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about family in this Christmas. Oh, first of all, there's no Hermione. Yeah. Hermione goes home to be with her family for so Christmas. we don't get a trio bonus. So I we lose the trio being together bonus. Yeah. But this chapter has family as a really strong theme. Mm-hmm. The chapter starts with Malfoy mocking Harry for having no parents. Yes, And then it's the first moment, I feel, where Harry starts to be accepted into the Weasley family Mm -hmm. because he's met the Weasleys and he's become friends with Ron. But I don't think he really formed connections with the other Weasley brothers or with Molly and Arthur. Yeah. I think being sent the Weasley jumper, uh, spending the entire day with Ron, getting into the snowball fight. That's the first time when he's really part of that family. And there's actually a moment where Harry and Ron are unwrapping their presents and Fred and George come in in their Weasley sweaters and they're laughing Mm -hmm. and making fun of Ron and then Percy comes in and Fred and George sort of stuff Percy into a sweater and frog march him out of the room and say, you're not sitting with the prefects today. Uh, Christmas is a time for family. And then Harry spends that entire Christmas with them, implying that Harry is part of their family. Yeah, Yeah. it's emotional. (laughs) And then after that, he sneaks out at night and sees his parents in the mirror of Eriseth. So there's a lot of family happening in this
1: chapter. Also, the gift that Harry gets, the invisibility cloak, is like a remnant of his family. Like, it's the last thing that...
0: Mm, It's a family heirloom. God. I want to put this as a five out of five, but the fact there's no Hermione makes me say it's got to be a a four because you lose that Hermione point. What about Christmas cheer? Oh, I mean, like I was saying before with all the decorations, singing nights, fairies, mm-hmm. 12 great Christmas trees, and then in the movies when you see it as well, like the oh. snow and Hagrid just hauling that fucking pine tree over the grounds and Flitwick levitating the ornaments <laughs> up onto the tree. It looks stunning. Uh, the other thing that I would put into Christmas cheer is the Christmas crackers. Mm-hmm, yep. They're introduced really strongly in the first book and they are present throughout many of the other Christmases. But I feel like it's not as exciting and wonderful as it is that first yeah. time where like you pop the Christmas crackers and they explode in the smoke and live mm-hmm. mice. And instead of like crappy little muggle crackers with our like cheap plastic garbage <laughs> yeah, and a riddle and a paper <laughs> hat, it's like some awesome fucking yeah. hat <laughs> and like actual real presents that you get out of there. I think Harry gets a chess set yeah. and out of his and some yeah, other stuff. how good. I love the fancy hats he gets out of them. From memory in the first year, Dumbledore gets a flowery bonnet out of a Christmas cracker and just immediately puts it on. I thought he traded that with someone else. (laughs) Like, he traded something to get the flowery bonnet. (laughs) Because he wanted it. (laughs) That fits with what we know of Dumbledore. So, again, I'm going to say that's a five out of five for Christmas cheer. I mean, I can't see any downsides. Five out of five. Mm. Oh, also, when Hagrid gets drunk at the Christmas feast and kisses McGonagall. That is Christmas cheer! (laughs) 100%, and she giggles, and she must also be drunk, I (laughs) guess. Good! Everyone's smashed. I just love the teachers just getting drunk in front of the students. Just like Christmas should be. (laughs) Alright, last category uh, shenanigans. Well,. It's generally a day of shenanigans. As we've said, the chapter starts with Fred and George smacking Voldemort in the face with good. Snowball. How good? <laughs> There's various Christmas Day shenanigans. But the shenanigans really begin after the sun goes down Christmas de- mm. night, and Harry takes out his invisibility cloak and realises he now has free licence to roam yeah. the castle and do whatever yeah. he wants. And so begins a lifetime of rule. <laughs> 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 the real gift. yeah i'm gonna say for shenanigans the fact that there's fred and george whacking voldemort that they have the snowball fight outside that they chase percy around the common room those are pretty strong hits for shenanigans but the fact that um harry's shenanigan Mm. when he like runs off by himself and goes exploring the castle like sure there's a reason why he does it by himself but to me the term shenanigans implies that you're with your mates when you do it Mm. yeah so that kind of detracts it But consider this okay shenanigans being harry sneaking out of the castle with his invisibility cloak and finding the mirror of yeah. said, seeing his parents immediately following that he mm. gets ron and brings ron with the cloak to also yeah. see the mirror so ron gets involved in okay, the yeah. shenanigans and also it's implied that dumbledore is secretly in the room watching them invisibly the entire time every night for a week that's true <laughs> Just Dumbledore being there invisible implies that there's some shenanigans True, going which on. which makes me think that that's really sad, because Dumbledore wouldn't have known that Harry was going to come down there, we assume, so maybe he was just down there looking in the mirror himself mm. for his own sort of Christmas treat, seeing his family, and then Harry shows up and he's like, oh shit, ten <laughs> <Yeah>. invisible. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the implication. Yeah. <laughs> That's really hypocritical, then, because Dumbledore's message about the mirror is, like, men have gone mad looking into it. Like, he shouldn't come back to the mirror again. It's like, Dumbledore, you fucking hypocrite. You came down here looking for the mirror in the first place. Why are you here, then? (laughs) And he lies to Harry when Harry's like, what do you see in the mirror? And he says, I see socks. And then we find out seven years later, no, he sees his dead sister. (laughs) Jeez. Fucking Dumbledore and his cryptic bullshit. I mean, would you tell the truth? I probably wouldn't. I don't know what I'd say, but <laughs> I probably wouldn't tell people. No. Ah, uh, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Might you take your own advice, Dumbledore? Dumbledore? <laughs> that was really relevant. <laughs> <Just> that- <laughs> All right, so what do we write shenanigans? boy. Well, I think these are some quality shenanigans, but they're lessened by the tragedy of Harry looking into the mirror and seeing yeah. his parents. And dwelling on dreams and forgetting to live, he becomes quite depressed during yes. the chapter. He won't talk to Ron or engage with anything and just becomes obsessed with going to the mirror every night yeah. and looking at it. I'm going to give it a three. I think a three is reasonable for yeah. shenanigans. And I I am giving this a heartbreak. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it is heartbreaking. So I just want to touch briefly on what I said earlier about how... This Christmas, the chapter twelve Mirror of Era said is the most perfect Harry Potter yep. chapter. I think this chapter has all of the elements of the Harry Potter series present in a really strong, interconnected mm-hmm. way. I think if you had to take like any chapter out of any books and be like, What is the most quintessentially Harry Potter? It has all the things we love about it. This chapter yeah, has I that. can say that. It has um Friendship, love, whimsy, mystery, loss, death—like all these big, major themes and elements that we love. It has like cool magical stuff. Harry breaks some rules, accidentally stumbling into something completely random, which becomes essential. (laughs) All the things we love about Harry Potter, Dumbledore being a cryptic (laughs) fuck, just everything that you know and love about the series Mm. is here. Yeah, I'm probably going to be arguing later on that this is the best Christmas, and I just want to preface it <laughs> I can,
1: with I can this sense information. That.
0: And I, at this point, I agree with you. I haven't yeah. thought about the others too strongly. I've just sort of like made some notes, but yeah, this this Christmas is a very special Christmas, and I always like tear up when I'm watching the movie and he's seeing his parents in the mirror, or when I'm reading it in the book. It's like, oh god, that's so sad and so sweet at the same time. Oh, yeah, it's so tragic. Mm. All right. (laughs) Year two. Yeah. All right. So in Chamber of Secrets, Harry is worried that he's the heir of Slytherin and he's worried about the Chamber of Secrets. But the whole trio stays at this time and they (laughs) do some shenanigans by using the Apologist Potion to break into the Slytherin common room and interrogate Malfoy about his involvement in the Chamber of Secrets. Some classic shenanigans. That, that's it. That's all I've got for year two. Harry gets from the Dursleys this year a toothpick, which is really just shit all around. There's no <laughs> there's no redeeming qualities to that. <laughs> uh, the implication is that it's used as well, which yep. is nasty. Oh. He gets a tin of treacle from Hagrid. Alright. He gets um mm-hmm. a book from Ron called Flying with the Cannons, which is about Ron's favourite Quidditch team. It's like, I guess that's nice of Ron, but <laughs> it's like so Sort of like when you go shopping and you're like, you know who would enjoy this present? Me. <laughs> and you buy it for yourself. And then you're like, oh, actually, I should give this to my friend. Yeah. Mm. Just in defense of wrong. I've done that. Where I'm like, here's a book that I want you to read. So I'm going to give it to you as a present. I've literally done that this me? Christmas.
1: <laughs> so uh, Hermione gets him an eagle feather quill, a useful
0: present lice i always like getting stationery for christmas hint hint Rhea. and uh <laughs> mrs weasley gets him another jumper and a plum cake this year mm-hmm. oh a plum cake yeah that's nice <laughs> Rhea's nice. very happy with the plum cake <laughs> i just <laughs> oh my god this is the first year that i haven't gotten myself a birthday cake or have oh, wow. someone else get me a birthday cake and i've just had cake on the mind <laughs> Literally for the past like three days, all I've been thinking about <laughs> is cake. At some point I'm gonna have to go and get myself a cake and sing happy birthday and light a candle several days late and just be like, well, this was sad, but at least I can stop <laughs> obsessing over a cake. Wow. Okay. So ranking. It's pretty decent. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think decent. the
1: toothpick definitely detracts a point.
0: Well the Dursleys always give him shitty presents. I will but defend just the 50 pence. Away for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that was we yeah, did decide it was, that was a it was, uh, classic. Um, but I think this year it's a, a solid three, I'd say. Yeah, so there's nothing of particular note. Like, Harry gets some pretty yeah. fantastic Christmas presents, some series changing Christmas presents. Uh, and this year we don't really see any of that. But it's it's a decent haul. There's nothing there that's overly disappointing. Yeah, so I'd give reasons. that a three with that. Yeah, I reckon a three. All right. Uh, food. Well, he gets that plum cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I uh, five out of five the <laughs> plum cake. Does he stick his thumb in it though? <laughs> I'm assuming that's a reference to something that I didn't understand, but I just laughed anyway. Like in that nursery rhyme with the Jack Corner or something, and he puts his thumb in the plum cake and pulls it out and then someone dies. Um Jack Horner, who sits in the corner, eating his curds and whey. <laughs> that's not <laughs> Along came a spider. No, that's completely wrong. <laughs> What's the one with the the um the allegory for the devil? (laughs) All of them. What's one about the Black Death? True, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, enough nursery rhymes. What about so they have the Christmas feast? Yeah, I will say that the other food that or the other thing that they consumed that Christmas was Polyjuice Potion, which was nasty. So I'm gonna like count that into food. Well, the Polyjuice Potion (laughs) poisons one of the trio, and the other two have to eat bits of Slytherin boys. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> so i'm gonna say um that detracts yeah. maybe a four maybe a three it's really nasty apologize potion yeah. i'll go a three okay this is shaping up to already be a worse time with loved ones yeah togetherness uh will get the trio bonus because yep, harry so ron and Hermione one. are together this year also all the weasleys because ginny's here this year except the other mm, but older ginny's weasleys traumatized, ones, they? so traumatized <laughs> so is she really like in with it yeah she's not really present i suppose Mm, a four but then we get the bonus of the trio bonus so it comes to a five yeah i suppose it is a five but he does have to spend his christmas with malfoy as well because he goes down to the slytherin common room which isn't pleasant Mm, didn't they have to leave the, the feast early they do leave the feast early and they don't do their usual snowball fight with the weasleys because they have to do this instead. Yeah, the points have fallen off. I give it a good uh, a three. I think it's three, and that's with the trio bonus. Okay. Uh, Christmas cheer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really feeling this Christmas, are we? I'd give it a two oh absolutely they're kind of depressed because harry thinks he's like the fucking heir of slytherin and everyone hates him sort of yes everyone thinks he's the heir of slytherin malfoy's getting real mad about it and fred and george have started doing the (laughs) thing where they're marching harry around in the hallways and being like heir of slytherin coming through get out of the way he's off to go eat some skeletons in his house or something chamber house Isn't everyone really freaked out, Not and so very... there's barely anyone there, like because everyone goes home for the holidays, they don't want to be around in the gloomy castle where people are disappearing? No, that's the next year. When people are actively being attacked on campus, and there's some kind of monster loose and nobody knows what's going on, <laughs> tons of people stay for Christmas, including Draco Malfoy. The next year, when Sirius Black has escaped from prison, <laughs> everyone's like, oh god, I gotta get out Weird. of here! A two for cheers. But shenanigans, five out of five. I mean, peak shenanigans. But it's the trio, so all three of them are there. They're breaking about 50 school rules, literally changing into another trio. Mm-hmm. Well, another duo and a cat. Yeah. And then breaking into a fucking restricted area <laughs> being the Slytherin Common Room. Incredible. That's peak shenanigan time for the trio. I think we should consider with shenanigans as well, yeah. the lasting effects of the shenanigans, I guess. Because last year's shenanigans, Harry found the Mirror of Erised, which became very important both at Mm. the end of that book and the end of the series Mm -hmm. in general, because we learned some info about Dumbledore. This year, they get into the Slytherin common room, and the description of the Slytherin common room later saves them from Death Eaters in the seventh book. Yeah. And we learn about Poetry's Potion, which becomes relevant again and again throughout the series. I'm going to say a five out of five. Solid five out of five shenanigans. And just (laughs) in general, <laughs> Harry and Ron, roofie Crab and George, in this scene, they drug them and <laughs> stuff them in a closet, steal their cloak, steal their shoes. They take their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine like how did like Crab and Goyle wake up from that? Do they just like wake up in the closet with no shoes and be like, um, <laughs> should we talk about this? And Goyle's like, never. <laughs> we never mention this. Never anyway yeah. deep shenanigans all around it was a great time oh hermione turning into a cat mm. like that was so classic hijinks shenanigans. all right uh third okay, book prisoner of azkaban so in this book we get the trips to hogsmeade during the winter time and christmas time so that's f- a lot of fun except for the fact that there are dementors lurking around and that there's posters of Sirius black saying have you seen this man and that harry's first trip to hogsmeade which he does illegally outside of the rules because he's not allowed to go he learns that Sirius black was his godfather (laughs) and that he was responsible for the death of his parents he was their friend classic moment there's also the very fateful hogwarts feast that year which i'm sure you'll mention soon and then harry's also gifted a firebolt from a mysterious gentleman and that gets confiscated by Hermione's good logic, and there's and the ensuing drama from general. the confiscation of the Firebolt. So it's a very complicated Christmas. A lot goes on this year. Yeah, there is a lot this year. Given that,
1: we should start. Should we start with presents. Harry yeah, also presents. this year got a jumper from the okay. Weasleys again. He got a Christmas cake from the Weasleys again. Twelve yes. mince
0: pies from the Weasleys, <laughs> and he got a box of nut brittle. I think that was from Hagrid, but I could have been from hermione so lots of lots of food nothing wrong with that oh and he also got the firebolt yes he got the firebolt his broom because got his right. original broom the nimbus 2000 mm-hmm. got uh smashed by a tree <laughs> i love that that
1: happens That's
0: wow so funny that his broom is just allowed to fly into a tree it was i think was it just committed good. suicide it just like went nah i'm done because like they're sentient yeah right he fell off the broom and nobody stopped the broom. And so the broom just flew <laughs> off the footage pitch and into the Whomping Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that happen? It's not like they're close. The pitch is like on the other side of the ground. <laughs> Harry Harry sort of gets another Christmas present this year. It's not specifically a Christmas present in that he unwraps it at the foot of his bed on Christmas morning. But Fred and George do give him the Marauder's Map, the chapter before. That's a really good present. Mm, with that in mind, I don't see anything wrong with any of the presents that he gets, except, well, there is a suspicion that the Firebolt's cursed, but <laughs> it's not. So I would give that that haul a solid five out of five. Yeah. I mean, he gets the Marauder's Map and the firebolts, lots of tasty treats, and a new jumper. I mean, smiles all around. <laughs> yeah, the jumper's always great, and then the Marauder's Map and the Firebolt are two... Key objects, which he again oh, uses yeah, throughout so. the years, the Marauders map. I think a bit more so. I think we can't give it a five out of five because of the stress that the okay. firebolt puts onto the trio's relationship. The firebolt being sent anonymously to Harry by Sirius was like a nice gesture, but it caused some serious problems. So a four? I think a four out of five. All right, uh, food. Yeah. Well, can I just add in, this year, Harry gets, because uh, <laughs> he gets to go to Hogsmead, so he gets things from Honeydukes, and he gets butterbeer, and he gets all that sort of experience with that food. That's good. Uh, there's also the fateful feast. <laughs> yeah. So much uh, happens. I love that feast. What happens in The Prisoner of Azkaban is that because there's a prisoner on the loose, everyone in in the world everyone in yeah. the wizarding world like <laughs> collectively shits themselves they are freaking um, out because Sirius black is loose so that year all of the parents decide to pull their students out mm-hmm. of hogs and take them home for christmas so there are six students left harry ron and hermione yeah a slytherin fifth year and two first years <laughs> and that's it so instead of laying out all the house tables and doing a big feast <laughs> what they decide to do is just have one table in the middle of the hall great hall with those six students and the teachers that are there as well and from memory the teachers are definitely dumbledore trelawney no trelawney comes down later mcgonagall snape and there must be there must be at least Lupin. three others so i'm going to go flitwick and just two other teachers so the 12 <laughs> yeah. of them sit down to have their feast And then Professor Trelawney comes down from her tower. She says, I can't possibly sit here and join you because when 13 dine Mm -hmm. together, the first to rise will be the first to die. So some sort of superstitious thing that if 13 people sit down together, it somehow places Mm -hmm. a curse on them and whoever gets up first dies. So it's just a really weird (sighs) dinner all around. There's this weird curse hovering over the meal. Yeah. McGonagall and Trelawney are fighting. But then, <laughs> then we learn that actually there was already 13 people at the table, <laughs> because lest we forget, Scabbers is Peter Pettigrew in disguise, and Scabbers is at the table as well. So when P- Trelawney arrived, there was already 13 people, and Dumbledore was the first to stand up. So Dumbledore was the first to die. She was right. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard that theory before, that, yeah... Technically, there are 13 already because of Scabbers and Dumbledore gets up, but Scabbers wasn't really at the meal, even if he was (laughs) in Ron's pocket, which is not established, by the way. (laughs) That's just an assumption people have made because I read the chapter again. It doesn't state that Scabbers is with Ron. He's not really sitting down to dinner with them if he's a rat hiding in somebody's clothes. I mean, if you you have a rat in your your pocket Mm -hmm. and you give it a little bit of, like, a little bit of the 100 turkeys, then I assume that's taking part in the meal. (laughs) But, like you said, it's never established that he is at the meal. I like to think that when Ron isn't around and Scabbers is just left alone to his own devices, he does a bit of a toy story and turns back into Peter Pettigrew and just chills in the room for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, how terrifying. Imagine, imagine being, like, Neville or something. And just, like, thoughtlessly shoving open the door to the Gryffindor common room. And for a split (laughs) second, you see this man, this strange man you've never seen before, sitting on Ron's bed. And then you blink, and it's like he's gone. You're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Am I going mad? Oh, Oh, my God. Ah, Scabbers is here. What's happening? (laughs) So, that awkward, awkward feast. A wild time. It is an awkward feast. And also, specifically mentioned in the foods this year Hmm. usually it's things like turkey peas and gravy i don't know english food this year they specifically mentioned that the feast does consist of sausages and tripe tripe oh no as well as other foods but those are there (laughs) why do english people do that (laughs) why do you do that I know. Stop this. No. I'm going to say there's going to be two so points not, for food. One on for the now. Hogsmeade food that Harry gets, and two for all the food that he gets in his Christmas presents, which is good food. But that's all I'm doing. <laughs> all right. No loved idea. ones. Togetherness. Well, we get the trio bonus because, oh no, all the trio are there, but they're fighting. Ron and Hermione are fighting the entire day about Scabbers and Cookshanks. But still, all the trio are there, so that's a trio bonus, but then when we consider the rest of the togetherness points, it's not good. (laughs) It's not looking good, folks. Yeah. Yeah, the trio are fighting, and it gets really bad when Hermione decides to tell McGonagall about the Firebolt and it gets confiscated. That's when it gets like 10 times worse. Ron and Hermione have been fighting basically all year about scabbers and crookshanks, and it's escalating on that Christmas day but Harry really loses his temper with Hermione when she gets his broom confiscated. And that's the beginning of Harry and Ron not speaking to Hermione for months on end. Plus Mm. the whole Harry learning the information that Sirius Black is his godfather and also responsible for the death of his parents. That's a rager. That's like, Merry Christmas. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I think this might be just a one, and the one is the trio bonus. Because, like, also there's just no one around. Christmas cheer. Again, not very high. Uh, Lots of- there's a real dampener on the mood of the Christmas feast, which is usually the the pinnacle of Christmas cheer. There is actually a quote from this chapter. Christmas spirit was thin on the ground. (laughs) Zero. I mean, I think maybe the Dementors had something to do with that as well. I think a hot zero for Christmas cheer this year <laughs> and uh, shenanigans. Well, we do get Harry uh, using the invisibility cloak and the Marauder's Map, which are two like double point shenanigan objects to break out of Hogwarts and go into Hogsmeade illegally. That's that's pretty good shenanigans. That is some good shenanigans. I think the um, thirteen dining together and Mal- Trelawney coming down from her tower and being like, "Someone's gonna die." <laughs> And then McGonagall being like, "Shut up, you crazy one!" And them sniping at each other the entire feast. That's some pretty good shenanigans. Sounds like our Christmases. (laughs) I think also, uh, Sirius Black did he? Is this when he used Crookshanks to buy the Firebolt at the post office? That is peak shenanigans. So, what Sirius Black did, just to clarify, Sirius Black, as a dog, communicated with Crookshanks, Hermione's cat, to get crookshanks to go to the post office with a payment from his bank vault so first of all did crookshanks make make the withdrawal from the bank vault as well you have to assume <laughs> no what i th- no what i think happened is sirius wrote a note which was like i would like to purchase one firebolt and have it sent to harry potter anonymously and you can take the payment from the yeah. following bank vault and then stuck his bank number on there that's how we pay for things in Muggle stores. You don't have to shop there with um, cash money. You can be like, charge it to my account. No, no charge it to this cat, because <laughs> the cat <laughs> takes that note to the Charged post to office, the and the the person behind the desk. I assume it's a person behind the desk and not another cat. The person behind the desk looks mm-hmm. at this note and says, "Yep, seems legit to me," and <laughs> makes that payment and with and sends that parcel to Harry Potter. No questions asked. <laughs> That is good shenanigans. Like, I know it doesn't involve the trio, but how good? (laughs) That is a great shenanigan. Also, I love, what a fucking legendary, why are we assuming post office worker? Is it the post office that does this? Or is it it like quality Quidditch (laughs) supplies or whatever? Someone with thumbs. It would have to be the post office because how's Crookshanks getting to Diagon Alley? Someone with thumbs. Crookshanks couldn't have done all of this. There had to be some sort of communication. <laughs> an actual human. And I'm assuming that this note that Sirius wrote was just like some sort of insane scribble on the back of like a leaf or some nonsense. <laughs> Why is this written on a leaf? Not like an actual written out invoice. <laughs> oh, God. Incredible. Those are some pretty good shenanigans. I'm going to say that's a solid three. Yeah. Yeah. The Christmases are getting worse and worse as we go. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, okay, so for fear, Goblin of Fire, this year is really special because we get yes. the Yule Ball. At the Yule Ball, a lot of dramatic things happen. I've noted some some things here. Harry and Ron overhear, like, just happen to overhear a lot of different interactions. They overhear conversations with Snape and Kakarov, in which Karkaroff is admitting that his dark mark is burning and that Voldemort's coming back merry christmas they overhear that hagrid admitting real. to his lady love madam maxine that he is half giant and he- and her rejecting him outwardly and then he literally like she runs off and he literally mm-hmm. just stands there for a moment then turns and walks off the grounds. it's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad mm. we might be getting the heartbreak deficit this year <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, we didn't have the heartbreak deficit for last year as
0: well, when Harry discovered that his parents were murdered by their friend. That's a, that's a solid heartbreak deficit, I'd say. Oh, you think that's a heartbreak? I would, yeah. He was their friend! Okay. And this interaction between Hagrid and Maxime also leads to Hagrid being oust by Rita Skeeter, who's overhearing the conversation as well. There's a lot of eavesdropping at the Yule Ball. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Then also there's Ron and Hermione's huge dramatic fight at the Yule Ball as well.
1: Harry tends to feel very
0: on edge at the Yule Ball for most of it because Mm -hmm. he has to dance in front of everyone else and he's a bit jealous that shows with Cedric and all this sort of stuff going on. It's a really uh, pubescent, dramatic time. (laughs) It is. So, presents. All right, so Harry, this year he gets socks from Dobby, which are odd socks, but Dobby, like, handmade them. He gets Mm. a tissue from the Dursleys, again, implied that it's used. oh. Oh, a single tissue. It also notes that that single tissue is an all-time low from the Dursling. (laughs) Rock bottom. He gets a book about Quidditch from Hermione, I think. He Mm. gets from Ron a set of dung bombs. From Sirius, he gets a pen knife which can open any lock, which only comes Mm -hmm. in handy like once throughout the series, I think, which is really surprising. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He can it can open any lock undo any knot. And he does not carry it on his purse. <laughs> he uses it once. I don't think, like, when does he, he ever book. fucking use that? To get to Umbridge's office. Oh, well. The thought was there. He gets a set of Bertie Bot's Every Favourite Beans, Droobles, the the, the glowing gum, mm-hmm. the blowing, glowing gum. He gets some chalky Frogs, mm-hmm. Fizzing Whispies,
1: and Droobles a jumper a and pies gum. again for Mrs. Weasley.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty good haul. Yeah. Yeah. The other moment that I do want to mention with the presents is, as we've said, Dobby Dobby is actually leaning over Harry to wake him that morning. So Harry wakes up to Dobby's face and he's like, oh God, what's happening? And then Bless. Dobby's like, I handmade you these socks. <laughs> and then Harry's like, oh, I got you something too. And he pulls a random pair of socks out of his drawer and gives them to Dobby. And Dobby's like, oh my God, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but they match. <laughs> and ron's like oh harry you idiot you gave him matching socks so ron takes a pair of his we'll socks the and the weasley jumper that his mother has just made for him and he's like here you go dobby now you can match the socks up properly and you've got a proper christmas thing and dobby is so overwhelmed by this kindness from ron that he like starts talking about how ron's so noble oh, and, yeah, kind so and, selfless good. and just starts so awesome. crying and that's a really beautiful <laughs> moment Good. So that, that counts as going into the presents as well, I would say. I think that's a solid five.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, wait, no, we have to take off one for the tissue, which is an all-time low. Really the good. All-time low. <laughs> Four. Four for presents this year. Food. Well, he gets lots of treats. This year is a bit different mm. because they are at Hogwarts, but there's no Christmas feast. This year, mm-hmm. because it's the Yule Ball and they serve dinner at the ball, there's no feast. Yeah. Instead of the big like buffet feast laid out on all yeah. the tables, what they have is a menu yeah. and you read from the menu and then you tell your plate what food you want and you order. So I don't know. That seems less good to me. That's less magical. That's more like the kind of bullshit we muggles have to do. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a uh, three, two. Yeah. Two. Let's go two. Mm. Yeah. All right. I would say two. <laughs> uh, togetherness and loved ones. Uh, we get a trio bonus because the trio is together this year. Yep. But it's, it's, again, it's fighting and drama. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ron gets incredibly upset with Hermione because she goes to the Yule Ball <laughs> with his oh, yeah. uh, man crush, Victor. There's a lot to unpack there. It's also the year when Harry gets put through this like awkward mess because he's not supposed to be going to the Yule Ball at all, but mm. because he's a Tri-Wizard champion, they have to reduce the age limit so that um, people can attend. And because he's a tribe as a champion, he, it is compulsory yeah. that he attends with a date because Oof. he has to open the dancing. And that's so mean. Like that's so much pressure yeah. to put on him as a 14 year old. You have to arrive with a date and he <laughs> is good. so uncomfortable with it. He hates it. And Harry and Ron are just so mean to their dates. The worst. And also in terms of other couples that the evening, it's not a good time, uh, Hagrid and Maxime, no togetherness there (laughs) um not looking good Mm, no Hermione has a great time with Victor like she pulls she lands a celebrity as her date and has a great time with him I mean go girl oh she dresses up so nice she's teaching him how to say her name he gets her drinks they dance together It sounds like a great time except Ron ruins it (laughs) Hermione has that iconic moment where she walks in, like, babin, and Harry doesn't even recognize her. Yes. A pretty girl in a blue dress that Harry didn't recognize, and then he sees her again, he's like, holy shit, it's Hermione. I'm, it's, but in terms of togetherness, I'm going to give this year a one. A hot one. No. And that's the trio bonus. It's just all the trio are present, but there's actually no togetherness. Uh, Christmas cheer. I mean, in terms of visually, cheer. the Yule Ball looks stunning. This is also the first year that we get the return of the big Weasley snowball fight because we haven't had that the last couple of years. The thing about cheer this year was that the Yule Ball was fantastic. Like (laughs) all the decorations, everyone's having a great time, except Harry and Ron. (laughs) So because right. it's Harry's POV, we sort of have to be like, well, it wasn't a very cheerful Christmas because Harry actually says, all the other students are like, right oh, night. I loved this. I wish this night could go on forever. But Harry was so God. glad it was over. He's like, I you can feel I'm to go back one? to bed now. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, I think I'm only going to give it a two because one, everything looks stunning. And two, they had a snowball fight. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, there's a lot of eavesdropping. <laughs> They're dropping the eaves. Oh, Harry and Ron. The shenanigans this year aren't quite like the Polyjuice Potion shenanigans of Chamber of Secrets, where it was like a big plan. They're more accidental. Coincidental. When Harry and Ron go for a walk in the Christmas grounds with all the rose bushes and the live fairies, and they overhear that conversation with Hagrid, (laughs) one of the things that is happening is that Snape is walking around with his wand, blasting the rose bushes (laughs) to catch students banging in the bushes. That's good. (laughs) And take points away (laughs) from them. That's some great shenanigans. Mm. Yeah, maybe a three. (laughs) The Weird Sisters played. That was pretty good. And the other shenanigan thing. Moody? Yeah, the last shenanigan thing that I have is a creepy, creepy moment. I knew it! (laughs) Harry is dancing with Pavardi and Mad-Eye Moody passes him and compliments his socks. And the line (laughs) says... Moody looks through Harry's robes with his magic eye <laughs> and comments on his socks. Why? Why are you looking through the clothing of your students, Moody? What's wrong with you? And Pavardy literally says, like, should that be allowed? No, it shouldn't. <laughs> mm, that is gross shenanigans. I don't, that's a detractive point for that. I do I like it. <laughs> I, But it's a shenanigan. Mm. I'm still going to give it a three. Oh, really? I thought I could have pushed that up to a four. No, no, the moody thing made me want to go back. All right. Gross, you, you pushed it over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. All right, uh, fifth year. So in fifth year, during Christmas, Mr. Weasley is attacked times. by a snake. Harry suspects that he's possessed by Voldemort. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trio and Ginny learn the truth about Neville's parentage mm-hmm. and how horrifying that is for him. Oh, that's a heartbreak deficit right there. <laughs> They also bumped into Gilderoy Lockhart and realised that their actions as 12-year-olds have severely affected the mental health of this man. <laughs> they also witnessed the injured <laughs> Bode, who is a uh, worker in the Department of Mysteries, who's like sort of incapacitated in the St. Mungo's Hospital for the,
1: the mm-hmm. magically injured. He receives a flitter bloom, a plant for Christmas, So they think that's a nice gift, but then it turns out that that's actually a snippet of Devil's Snare and it smothers
0: him to death later on. So they witness the, like, the soon-to-be murder of a man, technically. And Harry has his Mm -hmm. first kiss with Cho, his first kiss ever. And there's also the moment that... uh, (laughs) Mm. dobby decorates the room of requirement with baubles shaped like harry's head so good yeah that's all i got (laughs) there's a lot of depressing things this christmas yeah it's like half tragedy half shenanigans all right presents so harry gets from hermione a study planner that sings and it says things like um Uh, don't forget it, you'll regret it, for things like the deadlines coming up, and it's like, Mm. oh no, they hate it. Harry and Ron both get one, and they hate them. He gets a book of practical defensive magic from, I think, Sirius or Lupin? Sirius and Lupin. They give him a joint present. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, (laughs) Which becomes useful for him, as he's like a new teacher in the DA, which is good. He gets from Hagrid a fanged wallet, stylish and practical i guess from tonks he gets a miniature firebolt model that flies around this is the only time tonks ever gives him a present and that's the first year tonks has met him what a nice gesture what a nice person with the miniature model Firebolt, he really likes it but it makes him feel sad because his firebolt's been taken by umbridge i think maybe she gave him the miniature firebolt because she'd heard about that and was like oh harry must be real upset
1: he gets some birdie bots beans as well and a jumper
0: and pies from mrs weasley and a portrait what was
1: that dobby
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) that's right dobby gives him (laughs) dobby gives him a painting of harry and harry cannot figure out what it is it looks just like a mess of color but then it's got his name written on the back um harry you uncultured fuck it's obviously impressionist He's like, he's literally standing there holding it up and trying to flip it around a bunch of different ways and figure out what it is. Oh. And then friend George appear and is like, oh my God, it says it's you on the back. Oh. And then he's like, oh, that's, that's so enough. Sweet. Don't need to look at the painting anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a real mixed bag of presents. The Firebolt's awesome, but it made him sad. The fanged wallet from Hagrid is like, supposed to be anti-theft so that nobody can steal money out of your wallet because they'll get their fingers bitten off. But Harry can't use the wallet because the wallet will bite his fingers off. <laughs> And the homework planner just sounds like a nightmare. So maybe a hot three, hot two? I think a two this year because he gets some food and he gets his Weasley jumper as usual. But the notable presents all have like a downside to them. Yeah. So I think a two this year. Still a two. Okay, next category, food. Well, he gets a a bit of food in his presents. No Hogwarts feast this year because we're not at Hogwarts. But Mrs. Weasley feast. It's not a feast though. She just makes breakfast for them. Oh, that's not that good. Yeah, they have a Christmas breakfast, and then they go to St. Mungo's at around lunchtime, but they don't eat lunch, and there's no mention of dinner. Oh, hot one. I mean, brekkies good, but not Christmas. <laughs> it's also an upset breakfast, because Percy's fighting with his family, and he mails back the Weasley jumper that Molly knitted for him, and Molly's crying. Oh, hot zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, I think a one this time. No, yeah, a zero because Molly's so upset at breakfast, so that kind of takes the good out of the food. Togetherness and loved ones. Mm, Well, Hermione does show up, so is that a trio bonus? That's a trio bonus. The trio is together. Togetherness is a bit complicated. Immediately leading up to Christmas, Harry Mm. is actively avoiding all of his friends and family Mm -hmm. because he thinks that he's possessed by Voldemort. So he's having an angsty time, but also he's like, I have to physically distance myself from them because Mm -hmm. I could turn into a snake and attack them. Voldemort could hurt them using me. So he's actually planning to run away. He's like, I've got to pack my trunk. I've got to go to the Dursleys. (laughs) He just actively does not give a shit if he attacks the Dursleys. (laughs) (laughs) But Dumbledore's like, no, you have to stay put Mm. using the portrait as a proxy because Dumbledore's not talking to him and he's mad about that so he spends several days um <laughs> like sort of locked in a room with Buckbeak feeding him dead rats and hmm. then Hermione arrives and is like pull your fucking head out of your ass Harry James Potter and he talks to Ginny and Ginny's like you're not being possessed what's wrong with you calm down and then he's like oh okay actually I am having a good time at Christmas <laughs> now that I'm over this mess <laughs> But then, as soon as that happens, he goes to St. Mungo's and sees the injured Arthur Weasley, which is a bit of a deficit on togetherness, a bit of a heartbreak thing, and then extra heartbreak thing, because he witnesses Gilderoy Lockhart being incapacitated, and then Neville's parents, and that's such an awkward, awkward moment. Oh, Neville's parents is one of the most tragic moments in the entire series, I would say. So for togetherness, I'm going to put that as a hot one. And that one is only for the trio being reunited. Oh, there is one moment that I think that we're missing. Sirius, he is so happy because he thought he would be alone for Christmas. And then he's like, Arthur's been hurt and that's very sad. But now I've got an entire family of people in my house. And he goes crazy. He decorates the entire house for Christmas. And lest we forget, one of my favorite moments in the movies is in the fifth movie when Harry and Sirius have that little chat and Sirius is like, oh, you know, not everyone's good and bad. It's what matters inside. The ones that we love don't truly really leave us and all this sort of stuff. It's very touching. So that's that's a good one. That's. So I think bump it up to a two. It's a hot two. Uh, Christmas cheer. Sirius is so cheerful. He decorates the whole house. He has a good time. He's singing carols. Also, I love Dobby's decorations, the DA. I mean, Harry didn't like them, but I did. (laughs) Frantically ripping them down before anyone shows up. Oh, Harry hated them. Uh, So, yeah, I'd say a hot two. Yeah. Lockhart's very cheerful. Blissfully ignorant and cheerful. He's really happy. (laughs) He's really happy because he just learned how to do joined up writing. (laughs) So now he can do proper autographs again. Oh, God. So traumatizing. (laughs) Ron feels so guilty. <laughs> oh, no. Ron does not have a good time that Christmas. His best mate's dad's all been me. attacked. Lockhart's there. He asks some very stupid questions of Neville. Uh. He's like, oh, your dad's here. What's that about? <laughs> oh, and no. Neville and Harry's like, oh my god, how can I shot Ron off? It's, it's a very weird yeah. Christmas. For, for cheer, I'm going to give it a two. Mm. Um, what about shenanigans? Well, Harry gets... His first kiss. That's a shenanigan. It's so awkward. Um, Oh, he shouldn't have done it. He really shouldn't have done it. It's wet and weird. (laughs) Mm. Uh, (laughs) Then there's also the shenanigans of witnessing your friend's dad getting attacked by a Mm. snake that you were possessing. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Mm, Shenanigans of uh, the, the whimsy of seeing... The entry to St. Mungo's, but then going inside and getting traumatized, like, again. Uh, it's, it's not looking good, Ria. <laughs> Lockhart is quite a shenanigan. Just meeting Lockhart again. <laughs> God, you stone cold. It, is it, I find it very funny. Ron doesn't. Oh, I've got a shenanigan. Just, Mr. Weasley has those snake yeah. bites from Nagini. Bites aren't healing properly. There's some kind of poison that she's got, which is magical and not working. And so he tries to use stitches to fix it <laughs> and it doesn't work. Yeah, good. And Mrs. Weasley finds out about it and loses her mind at him. <laughs> that's a solid shenanigan. I'll give a point for that. I reckon that's a two then. We've got the kiss and the stitches. Okay. Every year the Christmas yeah. gets worse. These points are just going down and down. Sixth book, Half-Blood Prince. Okay. So Harry goes to the burrow for Christmas with mm-hmm. the Weasleys. Fleur is being unpleasant. Percy ruins
1: the vibe by showing yep. up with the minister and the, the family thinks at first, well, Mrs. Weasley thinks at first that Percy's showing, coming back for Christmas and joining the family and her hopes are crushed.
0: The minister shows up Rufus his Scrim Gower and he tries to get on Harry's good side. And Harry says that he's Dumbledore's man yep. through and through and he doesn't forget what the ministry does and flashes his scars. And in the movie, it's a bit different. The burrow gets attacked by Death Eaters and there's a fire and there's an awkward, awkward interactions between Ginny and Harry where she ties his shoelaces. Yeah. I wish she'd have tied them together so he tripped over. That would have been more like book Ginny.
1: That's about it. Yeah,
0: Ian. I don't like to think about that Christmas in the movie. It was so weird. Like, nice. le- Death Eaters attack the house and destroy it. <laughs> Why? First of all. How? Second of all. <laughs> because there's a Fidelia's charm around it. And then, like, Magic. and then the next book, it's just fine again. So there was no consequences from that. It was just like, we don't want to have, like, a nuanced political conversation between Harry and the Minister, which shows how Harry's developed as a person, and also, like, the larger mm. complexities of the Wizarding World. Let's just have some explosions, and then Mrs. Weasley cries. Presents. Harry gets a jumper from Mrs. Anyway. Weasley. He gets Presents. Like, a whole crate of uh, Weasley Wizard Wheezy stuff from Fred and George, which is good. And from Creature... He gets a bag of maggots, which is not good. That's a new low, in my opinion. Yeah. A bag <laughs> of fucking maggots. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> a bag of maggots is pretty bad. But I love that Creature was able to get a bag, fill it with maggots, and mail it to Harry. And they specifically state that their mail is being checked by the Ministry. <laughs> so somebody in the Ministry opened it and was like, oh, it's a bag of maggots. And instead of throwing it away, it's like, I guess Harry Potter probably wants to get <laughs> Wrapped it back up and sent it on through. That was the same bloke who did the thing with Cookshanks in third book. <laughs> they are desensitized to their job. <laughs> they don't give a shit anymore. Okay. So all in all, rating that haul oh, yeah. a solid two. <laughs> the maggots really draws it out. Where are you getting the two from? One for the jumper and one for the crate of we- Weasley oh. Wizard Weezies. Maybe a one? I think maybe a one because the bag of maggots is pretty bad. <laughs> Molly gets some really yeah. nice presents from Fred and George that year because Fred and George have left home and opened their own business. They have money and they buy her from memory a golden How necklace nice. and a like a blue velvet hat with little diamondy star things on it. I think we're, okay. we're back to it too after that discussion. Mrs. Weasley cooks again, food. Yeah, I, I'm, from memory, it's no pretty Hall good. feast, but it is a Mrs. Weasley feast. Well, I assume if Mrs. Weasley make it, makes it, it's pretty good. But considering we're comparing to the Hogwarts feasts, I mean, no one woman can match the extravagance of 100 turkeys. I would give it a four. I with loved ones and togetherness. There's no Hermione this year. Well, he's with the Weasleys. But Percy shows up and kind of ruins the vibe, which isn't good. And Fleur's a bit of a drag on people. People don't like Fleur. People don't like Fleur, which I don't understand. But... It's because she's French. <laughs> mm. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> Lupin comes home for Christmas and that's nice because he's been having to live with the werewolves including Greyback who bit him which has been a stress loved ones uh, I'm gonna say two yeah a two I think Christmas cheer I mean there's a bit of Christmas cheer well they're having a good Christmas time Ginny Co- is in charge of decorating the house with paper chains Co- and she goes nuts with it so like the, yeah. my house is just like coated in them they play a Celestina Warback which Fleur says, oh, tis horrible, and then gets turned off. Mm-hmm. They play a cauldron full of hot, strong love. Oh, um, there's a Christmas tree in the house, and the angel on top of the tree is a garden gnome that bit Fred, so he stupefied it, and they painted it gold and put it in a dress and stuck it on top of the tree. Is it cruelty? Don't question it. <laughs> It's a nightmare for that gnome, but <laughs> um, don't bite people if you don't want to get trapped in some kind of body horror hell. Uh, three for the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> and shenanigans. If we want to stretch it a little bit, immediately before leaving Hogwarts, there is the Slug Club Christmas Party, which isn't on Christmas, but it's a Christmas oh, party. So and that has plenty of shenanigans. Luna is Harry's date. Mm -hmm. Hermione attends with Cormac McLagan and then spends the evening running away from him because he's awful. Draco gets caught sneaking around because he's trying to do some sneaky stuff. Yeah, And Harry overhears a weird conversation between him and Snape. There's a vampire there. I'm going to give it a four with the inclusion of the Slug Club party. Four for shenanigans. So in the seventh book, Deathly Hallows, Harry and Hermione journey to Godric's Hollow. They realize that it's Christmas. (laughs) While they are there, they get attacked by a snake in Voldemort, and they nearly get killed by Voldemort. Harry breaks his wand. He visits his parents' grave. And then on Christmas Day, they're in the Mm -hmm. Forest of Dean, and Harry follows the mysterious light into the woods, like fucking Gryffindor. And he sees the sword in the lake, jumps in, nearly gets killed. Ron rescues him. Ron returns to the group. That's Christmas. That doesn't happen Christmas Day. When does that happen? It would happen on Boxing Day, I guess, technically oh that's that it counts actual christmas day Mm -hmm. is harry wakes up after having been attacked by the snake christmas eve and hermione's like you were so injured and your wand's broken and he sits outside alone by himself and is like i'm so upset that my wand is broken and so angry that all this is happening and hermione comes and joins him and said oh i found this book by the way and they read a chapter in the life and lies of albus dumbledore and realized that Dumbledore had Ooh. an association with Grindelwald when he was younger and wanted to take <laughs> over the world and oppress muggles. And Harry's like, well, that's a shit thing to learn, and I hate everything. And Hermione's like, I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> wow. What a fucking downer. And that is Christmas Day. And then he stays on watch all day. Okay, so presents. Fucking none. He gets to see his parents' grave, I guess. Um, Not a present. <laughs> none. No presents. Well no but Harry did that's
1: not a Harry gift. did
0: really want to go to Godric's Hollow. He loses Hollow. his wand. That's a negative gift. So I guess that's a one for presents because he wanted to go to Godric's Hollow but it was a he shit did. one. He wanted so. to <laughs> It's not a present though. So far we've no, no, been doing physical gifts presents all the way and now you're like is this a negative 1 because he literally loses his wand like a valued object? Negative 1. <laughs> he loses his
1: wand. Oh, I think it's a um, negative
0: 1. Food? Do they eat besides, like, I suppose, curative herbs to wake him up? (laughs) There is no mention of them consuming anything Christmas Day. (laughs) So it's a hot zero for food. (laughs) Loved ones. Well, yeah, I suppose in the end there is a trio bonus. Because Ron comes back. He comes back Boxing Day, though, not Christmas Day. Boxing Day counts as Christmas. Christmas is like Christmas Eve, Christmas, Boxing Day. We were counting Hogsmeade trips (laughs) into Christmas before and Slug Party. Uh, We can conclude Boxing Day. I'll allow this Mm -hmm. as a trio bonus, but Ron was gone. This was during the time that Ron left the Horcrux hunt. Yeah, it's a bit of an awkward reunion. Because he has to destroy a Horcrux as well. And there's that weird moment where he sees Harry and Hermione in the ghost form, like kissing, and it's weird. And no one likes it. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> they never told Hermione about that. <laughs> they just didn't tell her.
1: Yeah. Wow. In terms of togetherness and loved ones, we have to include the fact that Harry went to Godric's Hollow
0: and sat before his parents' grave. And he'd been imagining this moment for years and years. And... When he got there, he realised that yes. he didn't want to be there anymore. He had that moment where he like was sort of paralysed by the, f- the fact that mm-hmm. his parents were below the ground rushing away and that they, they couldn't touch them and he couldn't like connect with them because they were dead in the ground. It was such a, oh God, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> there is a moment where he literally thinks like like, yeah. they died to save me, but is it worth it? Like, I may as well be in the ground with them. It's a depressing time. We're going to get a heartbreak deficit this year. <laughs> Oh, yes, absolutely. I suppose a bit of a nice things with time with loved ones, like Hermione tries to cheer him up by conjuring the wreath of flowers and putting it on the grave. Um In the movie, they share a tender hug. It's nice, like, I suppose, cheering a friend up when he's mourning. The one other thing is that they also pass by his house and there's a sign there, a memorial sign, which says, like, Harry, James Potter, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah people wizards and witches have visited the house and scribbled all over that sign and written things like long live harry potter we're yeah. with you we believe in you <laughs> and that gives harry a moment yeah, that's of genuine good. hope like Hermione's like they shouldn't have vandalized the sign and harry's like no it's great i love it so uh two yeah. the loved ones including the trio bonus yeah i think a two christmas cheer <laughs> oh this is the worst christmas uh there's no lights there's no wait they do hear they do hear the carols from the (laughs) church that is nice they literally don't realize it's christmas um they pass a muggle church mm -hmm. and they hear the carols and see the lights inside and that's the moment when hermione realizes it's christmas eve and harry is reminded so strongly of all of his previous christmases at hogwarts and he thinks about the hogwarts decorations and he thinks about um and he thinks about ron's wearing his sweater and complaining about it. Oh, God, it's not cheery at all. And he's like, I'm so fucking sad. (laughs) Oh, it just makes him feel really depressed. I was going to say, what about uh, the Patronus? (laughs) He sees the dough when he thinks it's like a, it's meant for him and it is meant for him. But it's not really cheerful. It's sort of like uh, minus one. Like, fuck, (laughs) this is depressing. (laughs) I think a negative one for cheer. It is not a cheerful Christmas. He loses his wand and fi- finds out that Dumbledore used to be a fascist. Nearly gets killed like th- twice. Negative one for cheer. Shenanigans. Uh, okay, <laughs> so they use Polyjuice Potion. That's pretty shenanigany. Harry wanders off while he oh. should be in the shields to follow a mysterious light and ends <laughs> up having to burst into a frozen lake to find a sword. That's pretty shenanigan. That's that's pretty good. Like that is a, that, that's a classic Harry yeah. shenanigan, leaving the safe place to wander off, solving a mystery, and nearly okay. Die. One point. What about for the Polyjuice Potion? Another point for that. oh Hermione kept saying it was dangerous to go, and they decided to go anyway. So that's a shenanigan. So two for shenanigans. I guess that's a shenanigan. <laughs> two for shenanigans, but they're just so. There's no whims. The thing I said earlier was that shenanigans <laughs> okay. have to have whimsy. There's no whimsy in them polyjuicing into Muggles. Okay, so one one. There's a bit of whimsy to following the doe because it's it's mm. bright and magical and sort of reminds Harry a bit of his mm. mother, especially just after visiting the graves. Then it also has quite a dark side because Snape's yeah. there and... Nasty. It's gross. Is so, so All right. We should do our totals backwards, so from book seven to book one because I have a one. feeling how it's going to go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to go from lowest to highest for the scores. Yay. Okay. <laughs> With a score of one... We have Deathly Hallows, The Worst Christmas. Next is Order of the Phoenix with a score of 8, Prisoner of Azkaban with a score of 10, Goblet of Fire with a score of 12, Half-Blood Prince 15, Chamber of Secrets 16, and Philosopher's Stone wins with 22. 22. What a winner-winner chicken dinner. Winner-winner. I think we knew it from the start that Philosopher's Stone was the best Christmas. Yeah, 23. But we were committed to the cause of science. (laughs) we had to perform an exhaustive study if we'd thought about this more in advance we really should have started from book seven and worked our way up to the best christmas (laughs) but instead we started on a really high point and then got lower and lower and lower as we went i feel right depressed i'm in the mood for christmas (laughs) merry christmas folks happy holidays as well Ah, happy holidays yes (laughs) happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah Whatever yeah. you do or don't do,
1: marry, marry that. Thanks for listening to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. This show is written and edited by Ria and Jem. You can send us an email at nine and three podcast at gmail.com or talk to us separately. Me on our Tumblr page, podcast nine and three and Ria is on her blog, prose tinted Please feel free to send us theories or ask us questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com This week's intro music was Christmas at Hogwarts by John Williams and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You hear from us again on New Year's Day. Happy holidays, everybody.